you're a good person. It's important that I tell you that this entire podcast is built around an acronym that I made for the word YIELD. It stands for Yes, I Envision Love Demonstrated. This acronym has helped me a ton in my work, school life, and in pursuing my passions and being able to help other people as well as growing my habits and becoming a better person. My biggest hope is that this podcast will help you to treat the opportunities and the people in your life differently. Learn to yield today and it'll be a better tomorrow. Hello everybody, this is Dallin Canlin. We are back with Yield Today, episode 17, five big lessons learned from prayer. So I've been thinking about this topic. I've wanted to do a podcast episode about prayer for a while now, just to share some of my thoughts on it. And I recently shared my podcast with my friend, Alan. He said he really liked the podcast and that was a big little answer to prayer for me because lately I've been kind of struggling with what I want to do with the podcast and if it's viable, if I should keep it going, et cetera, et cetera. So that was a good answer, a little answer to prayer for me. So thank you for that vote of confidence, Alan, and I hope you enjoy the episode. This one's for you. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to share a little quote from the Bible Dictionary from the Bible of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There's an entry on prayer. It's super good. I just wanted to share a little portion of it. Quote, As soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand toward God, namely, God is our Father and we are His children, then at once prayer becomes natural and and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship. Prayer is the act by which the will of the Father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. The object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. Blessings require some work or effort on our part before we can obtain them. Prayer is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest of all blessings. I really like that quote. It helped me a little bit in my high school years just to understand kind of how important prayer is and how simple it is, but also how powerful and life-changing it can be. There are people like there's the song like living on a prayer. There's that's a legitimate thing. I've done that before where you're just have like a prayer like, hey, I really just need all the help I can get today. I don't know if I'm going to make it through today. And somehow you do. I just wanted to share five big lessons I've learned from prayer over the years, and I hope it is helpful for you in some way. First thing is that God knows what's best. You know, God sees the entire picture of life. You know, he knows what we're going through right now, and and he wants to help us out. You know, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, to, to suffer and to have a fulfilling but difficult life and he would go through everything for us so that when we were going through something difficult we could look to him and and get peace and find hope for me i think this is so important to remember because i haven't really been through anything super difficult but i have had my faith tried a bunch of times and my desire to continue and my patience tried a bunch of times and so i've learned to kind of lean on those promises that God's made with us that we can trust in him. We can trust in his son to get help, to find help. You know, there's people that are willing 
to help. And I believe really strongly that God communicates with all of us through our feelings, through our thoughts, you know, and and mostly through action, you know, through all those good things that are happening in the world. And there's also times when it seems God is silent and that he doesn't really care. But I feel I, I really like the quote that says the teacher's always quiet during a test, you know. We are on earth to be tested, but at the end of the day, we're God's children, and he's going to help us out, you know. What father wouldn't want the very best for his kids? I've learned this in my life a bunch of times, how God just knows what's up, you know. I remember when I was prompted to kind of go to this certain apartment complex at Arcadia at BYU-Idaho, and I'd been there a couple times, but I was kind of like the same time, really like, okay, like, so basically, basically I was kind of wondering what I was going to do with the next semester. This was after my freshman year. And I, I finally just kind of put it in God's hands and pretty quickly I, I knew that I need to go to Arcadia and live there for a little bit of time at least. And I needed to try to get some people on board and I was able to get my roommate Aaron, my roommate Sam, my roommate Tim, and it was really, really exciting. And I, I, it was crazy how it all worked out. We had a wonderful year together. My whole sophomore year, I was living at Arcadia and it was a blast and I learned so much. Shout out to all the people there. They really helped me learn and grow and everybody there was super nice. I just feel like I need to spread my wings in a different part of campus again. So Anyway, that was just a oh, just a small thing for me. Like everything worked out perfectly, and the best part was it wasn't only good for me; it was good for Aaron because he got to be roommates with me, and and uh, me and Aaron bounce off each other really well. And it was good for Sam; he got some help with his videos, and it was good for Tim because he got to be with Aaron and Sam <laughs> and Trent, and uh, you know it, it all just worked out really well, and we knew that we could trust God even though you know like you take a couple uncertain steps and you trust he will light the way and it's not it's really hard sometimes but that's the best way you can live your life is just putting it in his hands and I recently read the book 48 days to the work you love and putting your life in the Lord's hands does not mean that you say hey I'm just going to put all my eggs in this basket and not do anything I'm going to expect you to make this work out that's not that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like putting all like doing the research, making the best possible option and being willing to change, being willing to yield. You know, yes, I envision love demonstrate at any moment because God knows exactly where you're needed and who you can help. And sometimes it's the choice between two really great options and it's kind of up to you. And God's going to again, God's going to kind of help you out. With this upcoming semester, I was really wondering if I should go back to Arcadia, and I was kind of like, yeah, it'd be great, but, you know, maybe there's something else I can do, and I haven't really felt super prompted to go to a different spot, but I was just kind of like, you know, maybe I can go somewhere else and see what I can learn at another place, and so it's been a good learning experience, you know, and even though God knows what's best, he trusts our agency, he loves when we use our agency, to choose good obviously <laughs> but you know he is he's aware he loves us he wants us to come back to him and he wants the very best for us so even when we're struggling he wants us to run into that guy who's going to pat us on the back 
even though we don't know him. He wants us to find peace at the grocery store, even though we can't find peace at the grocery store. You know, I've had that happen a bunch of times. I go to Walmart and Rexburg and I'm just like, I, I've come to, I've learned to expect something good to happen there because I've, I know a lot of people in Rexburg and I'll inevitably run into somebody be like, Hey, Dallin, it's good to see you. And I'll get to talk to them. It always uplifts my day. Or I get to talk to one of the grocery manager people and make their day with something silly like, Hey, I like your glasses or I don't know. They always just come out of nowhere. But so that those, that's kind of my quick thoughts on that. Just, you know, so I love the thought that, of course, as well, that if the only reason is that God wants you to, that's reason enough. You know, prayer is a commandment. It has made my life a lot better. And it's helped me to know that no matter what, God is the one that we can always put our trust. He'll never let us down. So that's the first lesson, kind of long. The last couple are, aren't going to be quite as long. Here's the second lesson. It's that he sees the good in you and knows exactly what you're going to do. You know, kind of going along with he knows what's best. You know, he he sees your talents. He sees where you're struggling. And I, I literally have learned all this from prayer because I've tried to, like, at the end of the day, pray about my progress and pray about what I'm doing. And especially when I was a teenager, I prayed almost every night about my dreams, my goals, and what I was doing. And sometimes it would be, like, 20, 30 minutes I'd be on my knees and... Sometimes I would start crying because I didn't know what was going on or I just needed help. I needed assurance. I needed guidance. And on those nights, sometimes it was just this little feeling like, yeah, Dallin, you know, things are going to work out, but it's going to stink a little bit. But, you know, it's going to work out eventually. And I feel very humbled to be where I'm at now. And it's because I believe God sees the good in all of us and knows how to magnify it so that good can be more visible for people to see. I feel like God's really done that for me in my life is being able to magnify my gift, gifts to help other people and to share words of wisdom and to, you know, put that into so many different ways of life and parts of my life. So many He's been able to put that in so many different parts of my life in very ingenious ways, and I'm very thankful for that opportunity. So that's the second thing, is just he knows everything you're doing. Like even the prophets, like Jonah in the Bible, he just kind of was like, God's like, yo, I want you to go to the people of Nineveh. He's like, anywhere but Nineveh. And he was not a fan and he ended up jumping off the boat, you know, well, the boat was basically, he's like, I'm going to go the exact opposite. I'm going to go to Tarshish. And while, I was, while he was on the boat to Tarshish, a big storm came that God had sent. And Jonah was, the shipmen were like, yo, what's happening? Like, why is this storm here? And Jonah's like, yo, I'm a prophet and I've been disobeying God. And they're like, all right, well. Where they just threw him overboard or he jumped off or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Then a whale ate him. He was in the whale for a couple of days. You got to think about some of his choices. And he got spit up on Nineveh and was able to help some of the people. It does end a little poorly, though, because Jonah never really gets over himself. He stays a little prideful. Like, why do they, why do the people get to change? So there wasn't really that full change of heart. But in any case, God had chosen Jonah and he was helping out Jonah. And he'll help you out. You know, you might not be like, you know, you might not think you're that significant. But to you, 
but to God, you're so significant. You're so special. You're amazing. And those aren't just words like, you know, that's that's really what he sees. He he sees your talents. He sees your abilities. He sees your struggles and how they will play out to your strengths and be stories you'll tell people, you know, to lift them up and help them out. So that's that's the second lesson is just that God sees all the good you're going to do and he's going to help you out with doing it. Third lesson is that you will often be the one to answer the prayers for someone else. You know, I, I've had times where I pray and I'm like, hey, please help this person or whatever. And sometimes it's like, all right, man, well, how about you write a letter for that person? It's been a little bit. You can do that. I know you can do that. Why don't you just write a letter for them? I've had that happen a bunch of times. When my friend, my roommate Aaron was still on his mission, I'd pray for him and I wrote him a number of letters just to kind of help, you know, help that out and to help that love I have and appreciation for him continue. And so, and I was able to answer some of those prayers that I had. I was able to answer some of those prayers that I'd made for him in my own way. And, and I, there was a little bit of a security in that, you know, it wasn't, wasn't passive again, like the whole put it in God's hands and everything's going to work out. Yes, that's true. But that means you got to do like pretty much everything you can do to help it work out. And even then people have their agency, they can choose, but you got to remember that, you know, everybody, like we all need help. And everybody, you know, you need to be ready to help out somebody else. Because what if you're the only person that's there to help that person? There's been times in my life where I feel that there, like, there was, I was the only person there that could have done anything for that person at that time. And so you're the only person there. And so you have to, you have to be willing to help them out. Sometimes I'll see people and want to help them. And then the best way to help them is to go talk to them a little bit and maybe... Maybe you don't make a significant impact in their life. That's okay. You got to talk to them. That's cool. Make a difference, you know. God will give you the words you need to say. Because if the need is there, he's going to let you be the instrument if you're ready to do it and you want to do it. Yeah, and it really does. It really changes your perspective a ton when you get to answer somebody else's prayer. The fourth lesson is just that God really does care about you. Like, I'm not, like, something I struggled with when I was in high school is that there's the general love and there's the specific love. The general love, I believed really strongly. The specific love, I was kind of like, yeah, but is he really, like, does he care about what video games I'm playing? Like, does he care about how I feel about my family? Does he care about my goals and my future family? It's like, yes, yes, he does. You know, some of these things, obviously, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care as much about because there's things that are of eternal significance and eternal worth like our families and our knowledge and stuff but he's with us he wants to be with us every step of the way through that learning process you know he wants to be there when we you know write our first book or whatever he wants to be there with us and I'm, I'm almost at that point so it's pretty exciting and I felt him helping me out and people reaching out to me and people supporting me in different ways and it's really really him supporting me and I learned I learned a lot from making YouTube videos with my friends and stuff and wanting to make a difference with them just by playing video games back in the day that I could pray specifically for people that would watch the videos I could pray that I would be able to edit the videos I could pray for anything and he would listen he'd he'd help me out you know and so 
He knows exactly where you're coming from. And he cares about you. He cares about your dreams. He does not see just your present and your past. He sees the future. You know, he wants to help you to grow and become better and to develop those talents and find joy in using those talents. Because I believe that's a big reason why we have those talents is to spread light and joy, make a difference for people. Fifth and final thing is that prayer should always, always, always move you to want to be more like Jesus, to do something that he did. Prayer is an act of faith, and faith has to include action. It has. I'll share a little personal story with you, and I hope it is helpful. So I woke up, and this was fall 2018. I woke up at a job at Pathway Worldwide. And I was in their student support center. And so I'd like answer phone calls and I kept in touch with other people in the support center and we'd make sure we were giving the best advice to the students and best information and different things. So basically I woke up and I had work at 7 a.m. That was a crazy semester. (laughs) I had early work a couple days of the week. But that Thursday, I remember this well, I had a mini paper that was due at 9.45 when my class was. And I had worked from 7 to about 8 or 7, 8.30. So after work from 7 to 8.30, I had an hour and 15 minutes to get to my next class and to write a paper. So I prayed a lot the night before and I said, hey, Heavenly Father, I really need help with waking up for this class. And I know I was really lazy with not getting this assignment done. Or maybe I wasn't lazy. I didn't really have a lot of time. I could have used my time more wisely. You got to be really candid. Like, how exactly do you feel right now? That's how your prayers need to be. And just recognize that God cares about you. And you just, you know, let it all out. And so I, I did that. And then I woke up and it was like 5.15. It was so early. I had an hour and 45 minutes. It might have been even earlier than that. So I got up and I was going to start working on my paper. And I just had this feeling, dude, you can't work on your paper yet. And I'm like, how is this possible? I was like about to start working and I wanted to start working so bad and I was going to get it done. And nope, I had this feeling to make sandwiches. So I made like maybe like six or seven sandwiches. I used up the rest of the cheese that I had. I packed them all up. I put all my carrots in bags, all these little Ziploc bags, tons of food. And I got done around 6.40 maybe. And so I had to leave for work and I didn't have any time to work on my paper. And I was I was kind of upset about this. So I walked to work in faith. It was about a 10 minute walk or so. I got to work. And I remember just sitting there and just doing my job. And I was thinking about this paper, of course, I was doing. I didn't want to zero. I hate, I hate, if there's one thing I dislike and that I've learned so much in college is you do not want a zero. Do anything to not get a zero, except cheat, obviously. But do not get a zero. It destroys your grade. I have a grade that went from an A to a B because of enough zeros on little home, on these little classic assignments. They'd close two hours before class started, and I would forget about them. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> there was a zero. Anyway, sad stuff, but it's okay. I've learned from it. Going back to my story, I we had this thing called Microsoft Teams, which is where we communicate and stuff. And I remember I had a pink little outline around my name. And if we wanted to talk or anything and share 
different concerns the students were having. We could share it in there or just general stuff for the group. And I said, hey, I uh, felt like I should make a ton of sandwiches. So if you want sandwiches or anything, just let me know. I ended up giving away like four of the sandwiches. One was to my one of my bosses. One was to my coworker. And they both needed food that day. And one of them hadn't made a lunch, hadn't made a breakfast. And he's so thankful that I made that food. And it was a answered a prayer for him. It was a blessing from God for him. And I gave away the rest of the food later that day. And yes, I did get my paper written in like 30 minutes. And it was super nerve wracking, especially printing it out and running to class. It was not the best paper in the world. No way. But it passed and got the job done. And so that there was so much I learned from that. One is that God is willing to use you to your utmost capacity. He is going to push you as far as you will possibly go because that is where greatness is made. That is where the most learning is possible. It's beyond where you currently are, where your current comfort level is. I haven't really had my comfort level tested like that since then, at least not at that capacity that I can think of. I could probably think of a couple, but that was a very unique experience I'll always treasure and remember because God was able to answer everybody's prayers that day. If I had gotten like half of my homework done and then gone to work and not had no sandwiches, those guys would have been hungry that day. And plus, who knows? Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, you know? And it's okay. Like, you don't have to think, like, was that enough? I really love what Elder Neil O. Anderson of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles said that you should never see your efforts to share the love of the Savior as a pass or fail test. When you share the love of the Savior, your grade is always an A+. So that's what I've learned. This was kind of a longer episode. I really felt like it needed to be done and shared. And let me tell you, people still talk about the Microsoft Teams story of me bringing sandwiches. And it wasn't really me. It was God using me as an instrument to help some people out. And he was able to help me out too. One of my favorite hymns from the church that I go to, they sing, it's called Lord, I would follow thee. And it says, Savior, may I learn to love thee. Walk the path that thou hast shown. Pause to help and lift another, finding strength beyond my own. Savior, may I learn to love thee. Lord, I would follow thee. If you pause to help somebody out, you are going to have strength afterward. And that is insanely crazy, but it's so true. I've seen it over and over again. It's really hard if you're sleep deprived to help other people, but it can really help you out. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say. Like, I know that like all these things I've talked about in this podcast really did happen. And prayer is such a special thing. I've really had to work on my prayers lately because I want to get a lot done while I'm at home. And a big part of it, I think, is just turning outward and sharing these thoughts and feelings of you guys and getting other people on the podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate the podcast on iTunes. Leaving reviews, of course, is super helpful for getting the podcast out there. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And yeah, stay tuned for another episode next Monday. Thank you so much. So I really hope this episode helped you out in some way, Alan, and everybody else listening. And thank you all again for listening. I really do appreciate it. Remember to yield today and it'll be a better tomorrow.